and then they saw me in a bra, and that was exactly. it. What's going on, Pearl Jam nerds? You're listening to Single Podcast Theory. I'm Brad Lyons. And I'm Brad Blazek. Happy New Year, bud. Hey, man. Yeah. HNY. HNY. Damn right. Um, When I was a kid, I think me and my mom went like camping or something for the weekend. And we came home. It was New Year's Eve. And my sister's kept saying HNY but I didn't understand what they were saying and I thought they were like secretly making fun of me (laughs) man and I like whined to my mom like they keep saying this they're making fun of me because you know my that's some serious insecurity to take three random letters put together and just automatically assume that it's some inside joke about you because well i was like what is that and she wouldn't tell me yeah and my sister was real quick to pick up on yeah so she just she saw it real quick and then kept it up to fuck with you yeah then she's like laughing at me and saying it and you know making it seem like she was making fun of me you know because then they were then they were just making fun of me by saying it right yeah, you kind of willed it into existence somehow. Yeah, and then I, then when I figured it out, I was like, no, it's got to mean something else. Oh, man. To make fun of How me. old were you at this time? Mm, like 12 or 13. Okay. Man. You are you all right now? You good now? Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you heard me say it. Now I can say it because they're not around. They won't hear this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, i love it um did you have a good christmas yeah man it was pretty nice chill very chill did you guys just stay home like um, you didn't go did you go visit people or what no everyone's gone <laughs> you mean dead um, no well <laughs> you keep saying gone and i'm like I don't know. That sounds really... No, I mean, well, my father passed away last sure. year. But, like, my mom and stepdad live in Florida. Um, my sister and, you know, a few of her kids moved to Nashville. And the other one's in Georgia. And, yeah, so, I mean, my one sister isn't, like, I don't know, 40 minutes away. But they're kind of doing their own thing. Yeah. So. Okay. I'm glad to know that she didn't mean dead. No. <sighs> Happy New Year. But yeah, we went to um we went to as we discussed, we went to Sirloin Stockade. Oh on god, Christmas that just Eve. sounds like I don't understand how you could darken the doors to eat at a place called Sirloin Stockade. Yeah, I guess I'm just used to it. I guess. Oh, it was good. It was good. <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm glad you enjoyed it. How about it. you? I just, how was your, how was your just, Christmas? Uh, it was good, man. It was, yeah. it was no travel this year, which is 
always nice. Not that we do that every yeah. year, but um, my parents were in San Diego, so um, that sucked. But Oh, that's right, because your sister's out there now. Yep. But it was yeah. all good, man. Aiden, you know, made out like a fucking bandit, as he always yeah, does. But... Every year, it's like, we're, you know, we got to figure out how to <laughs> keep the number of gifts, gifts down from him. But it's just like, there's so many family members and yeah you know that's the benefit i guess of being a kid with like three parents and yeah. all of their families you know right so uh he spoiled as hell but it was all good man that's good uh you gonna do anything for new year's you gonna you gonna if i can burn it down in paris tennessee uh i doubt it oh well i think taylor swift has a new live like concert video coming out on mm-hmm. Netflix okay. at midnight. Oh, so okay. Amanda's all excited about that. So I'll probably watch that with her. Okay, sounds but terrible. Yeah, that's that or <clears throat> I, I was thinking of going to Nashville. Um, there's a. Have you ever heard of Unknown Henson? Guitar well, that, player. That sounds uh, familiar for some reason. He's also of one of the voices on Squidbillies. Is okay. that the name of that cartoon? Yeah. You ever watch that? Uh, I'm sure I have. It's the little dude that's like just a head and then he's wearing a hat. Okay. I've never watched it. I just know about it because of him. Anyway, he's he's plays like, um, uh, I guess kind of like rockabilly, but not really. I don't, I don't even know how to describe it. And if you heard this dude's music, you'd be like, there's no way Brad likes that. But I do. <laughs> I love it. Okay. I'll check it out. Yeah, unknown Henson. So he's, he's playing, playing like a New Year's show, and you're thinking about going to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wow, super. Weird. I've seen him. I've seen him twice. Why is that weird? I don't know, that just seems weird to me. That that's what you would go do for possibly go do for New Year's. I'm not knocking it. Hmm. What do you just, What do you think I would do? What would seem normal? Just chill at home with the family. Oh yeah. Okay. That seems much more your speed, but yeah. I guess I'm still getting to know you, Brad B. You know what I'm I saying? love live music. You know that. Oh, I know. No, but and it's at exit. It's at exit in. So you're it's right. Tiny the place number two and... thing that you would do for New Year's, other than like hang with the yes. family, would be go see a show. You, yeah, that's totally true. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. So we are moving into episode seventy-three. Going to take a little look back at 2018 in the world of Pearl Jam. Um, before that, though. We're going to get to some emails. If you would like to email us, um, you can do so. It's singlepodcasttheory at gmail.com. You can reach out to us on all the socials as well, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Uh, what else, Brad? We are up on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's about mm-hmm. it. Obviously, if you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com, slash singlepodcasttheory, and check out uh ways to contribute there and i think that's it so let's get into pearl jam story time good evening this is uh storytellers we are here to tell stories we just have friends up here that are listening to stories have i got a little story for you this is the true story All right, let's see here. This week comes from... I forgot that this is a Word document. 
Oh, God. <laughs> oh, sorry. All right, here we go. Chris from London, Ontario, Canada. God, when was this from? How are we? Are we any closer to the end of the line for Pearl Jam stories? Mm, no, no, no. <laughs> I don't think so. All right, not quite. All right. So uh, again, this is from Chris, and he says, "Hey, Brad's found your podcast a while back after you liked my off he goes lyric tweet. Trying to catch up through the previous episodes. Really liking what you're doing. Keep it up." I got into the band right off the get-go after my older brother bought ten, brought Tin home and told me to listen to it. I've been lucky uh, enough to make it to 14 Pearl Jam shows and the Temple show at the Garden. Too many great memories from the shows to list, but here are just a few. Toronto, 2009. Pearl Jam opening for themselves because the opening band's lead singer didn't make it across the border. What was the name of that band, Brad? Ted Leo and the Pharmacist? That's right. Um... That I wish I wish I could be at a show or something crazy like that happens. I know. that'd be fun. Because it because um, Eddie came out and did a couple of Neil Young songs, um, and then Mike yeah, he did came Needle out and the Damage plays. Done, right? Yeah, yeah, I would yeah. have loved to have seen that. Just something real special like that would be really cool to to see. Toronto's been kind of a special city. I mean, we'll get into that yeah. in just a second, but. Uh, he saw Toronto 2011 with Neil Young joining Pearl Jam on stage for Rockin' in the Free World. He was at Wrigley 2013. Uh, he, said oh, whole, wow. he said the whole experience was amazing. Uh, oh, this is old. Jeez. Yeah. The whole experience was amazing. <laughs> Looking forward to hear Brad B's take on it. Um, we did that like a year yeah. and a half ago. Uh, yeah. Not really, but it was a while ago. Uh, Toronto 2016. This is the one I was like, man, I mm-hmm. wanted to beat that one because yeah. I love binaural so much. And he says, uh, hearing binaural back, uh, front to back, I love being part of this community, talking to other crazy fans like myself in lines, waiting for merch, tickets, or beers. I can't have the same conversation with my family and friends. I think that's a common theme among the people that listen to this podcast or write in that, uh, there's something, you know, there's just certain conversations you can't have with anyone else other than other crazy Pearl Jam fans. You know what I mean? It's, mm-hmm. it's a fun little little click. Um, he says, my Pearl Jam story is from 2013. Hope it isn't too long. No, sir. Uh, earlier that year, early that year, Pearl Jam announced two shows for July, Wrigley Field and fucking London, Ontario, Canada, my hometown. Pearl Jam has played here before in 2005 on the Cross Canada tour, but this was a one-off show before doing Wrigley for the first time. What was going on? We got shut out of the fan club lottery, but we're able to get tickets to both shows. This was going to be sweet. London on Tuesday night, then hop in the car and drive to Chicago for the Friday night. Two uh, and a half hour rain delay. First ever regularly marathon show. Rocking in the free world at 2 a.m. A friend's neighbor uh, works with the rigging crew for the local venue here and said Pearl Jam was coming a week before the show. I started hearing the same rumors on the interwebs months before the show, and holy shit, rumors became fact. Semi-trucks and black Suburbans started showing up at our little 9,500-seat hockey uh, rink on the Friday. It was so... Oh, this was so cool. On the Saturday, we went down and talked to other fans. I saw Matt Cameron walking down the street from the hotel they were staying at. He stopped and shook hands and signed some stuff. I only had a copy of 10 on vinyl, so he wouldn't sign that. 
This is where it gets nuts. Because my wife and I were going to Chicago the following week, we had to drive the kids up to my parents' three hours, my parents' place three hours away. I left the city where Pearl Jam is just hanging out. I was freaking out. What if the band goes to that bar and wants to play? What if Eddie and Jeff are just shooting hoops at the local park? None of those things happened, but they could have. Once back in London, on the day before the show, we went back to the arena. arena. The crowds uh, around the loading area were starting to get to get a little bigger. We found out we just missed Mike. What the fuck? <laughs> they said he was really cool talking to everyone and signing stuff. Really bummed I missed him as I think of him as a god. We grabbed uh, a bite to eat at a nearby patio, and you could hear them from and you could hear them rehearsing from the outside this was so cool after dinner i had talked my wife into going down there all night long we waited and waited it was after dark by now black suburbans would pull out and come back and pull back out were they leaving it was dark by now uh oh, wait were they leaving it thinned the crowd out a little which maybe was the plan eddie's guy came out and said he would come out and sign one thing for each of us everyone was stoked about an hour later, Eddie's guy came back out again and said there was no time for signing, but he would see us all and give us a pick. Another half hour goes by, and holy shit, Eddie comes out. There's maybe 60 to 80 people standing at the barriers, and he walked over to the end of the line and shook everyone's hand, gave us each a pick, and thanked us for being there. My wife recalls his perfect blue eyes and two-handed handshake. It was so cool. And although they said he wouldn't sign anything, this one kid, who had been there the whole weekend and got everyone else's signature, asked him if there was a chance he could come come out the next day after the show. Uh, sorry, I have to move my page here. Uh, where was I? Shit, I lost my place. Oh, here we go. Asked him if there was a chance he could come out the next day after the show. Eddie said maybe and moved on, but once he got in his car, he got his guy to go back and get the picture from him to sign and brought it back to him. Whoa, holy shit. Yeah. Hold on. He got this guy to go back and get the picture for him to sign and brought... Okay, gotcha. Jesus. Eddie said maybe and moved on, but once he got in his car, he got his guy to go back and get the picture of him to sign and brought it back to the kid. My pick is in my little souvenir box, and my wife has hers hanging from her rearview mirror. It's an experience we will never forget. The show the next night was amazing, and Wrigley was its own unforgettable experience. I might get into that another time. Cheers, guys. Chris from London, Ontario, Canada. That's cool, man. I like hearing that Eddie got his guy to grab the picture from the kid, and he went ahead yeah, and signed totally. it. Yeah, totally. And then he came out, and you know there was about sixty or seventy people out there, and he shook everyone's hands. Like, ugh. yeah, man. I just think I think about us sitting out at Wrigley at you know four in the morning. Like, how cool would it have been if if any one of them came out? I know. That's why I still, you know, I still think about uh, seeing Eddie at the when I'm ordering a yeah, fucking hot dog. Yeah. Like that's probably yeah. the closest I'll ever be to that dude. And it was right. like a really chill, cool, not embarrassing moment for me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right. I didn't even have the opportunity to do anything stupid to, to give yeah. him, you know, you guys the same nod. Eyes. Yeah, he gave he me like the nod. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. 
and then he was gone, whisked away. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I wish man. he would have came up and said hi to us when we were all up there talking. That would have been crazy. Because I mean, it was empty up there. It wouldn't have been like a frenzy. No, I would have like peed a little bit though. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. That would have. I wonder. I, I think that. It, you know, after a couple minutes, I would totally like kind of internally freak out for a minute, not mm-hmm. in like a psycho way, but just like, oh my god, this is actually happening. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And I'd like to think that after that, calm down after a couple minutes, like I'd be totally capable of having a like a good conversation. Oh, I wouldn't. But maybe not. <laughs> I don't know. You I know? can see you doing it because you've had more like interaction with famous people haven't you yeah 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 but it's but a famous person is not the same as eddie vetter to me or yeah or stone gossard or any of the dudes Mm -hmm. you know what i mean like Like, yeah it's not the same anyway um thanks chris for the email i'm glad we finally got to your story who you got next man um who do i have next is it our beloved Danny B. Oh God, I hope so. <laughs> I love Danny B. What's up, Burrito Brad and Bradocaster? Oh yeah, that's Danny B. <laughs> Wanted to throw in my two cents worth of useless knowledge based on Pod seventy two. Um, the Everly brothers were actual brothers. Surprisingly, they were inducted into the nineteen eighty six class of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I believe my first memories of them came from the TV show Happy Days playing their song Wake Up Little Susie. Um, now, it, now to put it in terms that Blazy can relate to, Don Everly's daughter, Erin Everly, was married to Axl Rose for nine months in 1990 at the height of Guns N' Roses' popularity. I, I wish I would have remembered that last week when we were talking about this, because I totally remember... I remember that, that now. He, yeah, but I didn't have that on this, I was like, "Oh, I knew I know who she is and her dad was like from the Everly brother. Like I got, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I remembered all that reading this. I'm like, "Oh." Yeah. So um he also says to get the full effect of Dark Side of the Moon, put on the Wizard of Oz DVD and when MGM Lion roars for the second time, press play on the CD. The music follows along with the movie. Mind blown. Now here's the most important part. Make sure you have a large plate of loaded nachos. <laughs> have you ever done the dark side of the Wizard of Oz thing? <coughs> a little bit, yeah. I haven't done the whole yeah, thing. It, but I, I did I think I did the whole thing one night. Did you? It's pretty weird. It is like, weird. It's weird how shit lines up. I, I mean, I don't believe for a second they did it like that. No. On purpose. Well, I can but tell you. if you. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, if you, like, put on the subtitles and listen, like, read the lyrics, mm-hmm. like, it's it's eerie how shit lines up. <laughs> and even the music, the music, there's certain cues where the music goes with what's happening on the screen. Yeah. It's weird, man. But it is. I don't know. We do so a lot of the work that I do or some of the work that I do during the week is for like commercial TV film whatever and it is uncanny like because all music art whatever film is 
kind of subjective and you're able to put things into it that maybe weren't intended to be there or, mm-hmm. you know, just the example of a songwriter writes a song about a specific thing and you don't know what that is, but you hear the song and it means something that has nothing to do with what the singer wrote about. You know what I mean? Like you've yeah. made it your own thing and getting to work on that kind of stuff where I'm trying to write music or maybe I'm sifting through instrumental ideas I've done in the past and just all that stuff has some sort of natural rhythm and arrangement to it, whether it's visual, whether it's audio. And so it's uncanny how much things can kind of accidentally line up with each other and seem Mm -hmm. like they were intended. One, one was written based on the other does that make sense yes totally it just it's just the way it works i don't know how to describe it and that's like a really uncanny example of it you know what i mean well i think it's that that thing about you take a thousand monkeys with typewriters yeah yeah and you'll eventually yeah i think it's that same sentiment i guess man you're getting deep dude yeah. What trip are you on, bro? <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, cool. Uh, moving on. Finish Danny B. Uh, he says, by the way, Pearl Jam. I fucking love those guys. <laughs> <laughs> in case you didn't know. Yeah, in case we were talking about a Pearl Jam podcast <laughs> where we talk about Pearl Jam. Um, I uh, uh, miss you guys. Happy New Year's. Danny B. Buffalo. Miss you too, Danny. HNY, Danny B. Hell yeah, HNY, bro. HNY. HNY. All right. What do we got next here? <laughs> Devin. <laughs> I love the title of this the, one. The intro, yeah. Like rain on Brad B's tin roof. <laughs> Yo, dudes. Nothing too long here. Just wanted to give you all some love for the PJ20 episode. It was absolutely fantastic. I wrote earlier... Um, in regard to my wife seeing them live in Atlanta in 2012, and that that show is her eureka moment as it relates to the power of Pearl Jam. That's not 100% accurate. I met my wife while she was a grad student at SAIC in Chicago, and one of the first things that put her on the She's a Keeper for Me radar was when she got us tickets to a special screening of Pearl Jam 20 at the Siskel Theater. I hadn't seen the band in nine years at that point. I made a decision to go against my gut at a PJ Vote for Change show in Asheville, and I had my first real brush with Johnny Law along with my best friend. Like uh, like the true dumb kids that we were, we quit going to shows and both blamed the band. Lame. I want to know more about that. Yeah, I want to know It's a little cryptic. Mm. Uh, But, I mean, you know, it's none of my business, but I want to know more about that. Uh, let's see. I've been arrested. <laughs> Who hasn't? <laughs> yeah. Really? Mm. Oh, wait. Lots of people. <laughs> yeah, lots of people that are probably judging me. That's okay. I've but. been too, man. It's fun. Mm. Except for mine's oh, not yeah. even cool. Mine's so lame. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> he says, anyway, I walked out of that screening, screening in tears. The pure emotion and energy of the band showed on film and brought me back into the jamily. <laughs> Don't say uh, it. No, you know um, what? I, when I read this email, I was like, I know. you know what? Now I like the Jamily because now yeah. people write in kind of, it's like a little joke. And I now, now I like it. It's kind of endearing. I like the the Bramily 
Oh, I love the Ramley. You kidding me? It's like a big warm hug. Uh, he says, yeah, man. Yeah, man. Love is in the air. Love is in the air, bro. Uh, he says, I called my best buddy and rambled on super blubbering emo style about how he had to go see it and how much I loved him. <laughs> he more or less left me the same voicemail after he saw uh, it a few weeks later. I guess this is a long way of saying y'all really did PJ20 justice. On the Riot Act pod now. See y'all in the present soon enough. Uh, he said, also, any other reason, any reason why neither of y'all had hard to imagine on your ultimate set list? Uh, he, well, first of all, he says, it's my white whale song at this point. What sucks is that I did see it live at my first show in 98, but I didn't know the song at the time. Double lame. Cheers, dudes. Dev. Thanks, Dev. I love that song, and I don't know that I can answer. I think maybe I had this set in mind, and part of the way, if I remember correctly, that I built my quote-unquote ultimate set list is that they all had to work together, and Mm -hmm. just the type of set I was building, I guess that day, just I didn't really see a place for that song. But I do remember it being on my list because I love it. Yeah, it's definitely one of my favorite songs. Um, but I think I probably same thing that you're saying. Like, you can't have seventy songs on your set list. You know what <laughs> right. I mean? That's just not realistic. Right. So you have to start cutting cutting the list down of of your your favorite songs. You know? Yeah. And how they work. And that together one probably too. I would probably love to see them open with that. Uh huh. But I'm sure I put Long Road as a, as an opener, so hard to imagine got got crossed off. I'd also love to see them end a show with that song, actually. Ooh. And kind of jam yeah. out at the end, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. get into that outro, that kind of dun 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 that, like, arpeggiated thing they do, and, mm-hmm. then, and then just kick into a fucking ripper mic solo. That'd be awesome. Or, you know, it'd be even better... Is if they closed the show and had another Ben Harper moment, except for, and he could totally sing, but if he ripped a solo at the end, like acoustic, you know, on his slide acoustic thing through the Marshall amp and just got fucking nuts with it, that would be dope. Yes. Anyway, uh, let's see here. Oh, that was it. Thanks so much, Devin. We'll talk to you soon. Who do you have next? Yeah, thank you, Devin. Um, who do I have? Oh, you got Isabella. Isabella. (laughs) I got you doing it now. It's because I've been playing Super Mario Odyssey a lot, and I just, me and Aiden just walk around the house going, It's a Mario. (laughs) It's a go time. Uh, It's what? I don't know. Oh, go time? Yeah. It's go time, bro. Amanda? Hi. What's up? All right, I'm going to start reading now. Okay. (laughs) Hello, my dearest Monday partners. I'm so happy that for the past two weeks, I've been making a list of all the things I wanted to write on this email. I've been busy as fuck and and only now could find some spare time to do non-academic stuff. First, I love listening to you speaking Portuguese. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, man. I'm bilingual. I'm bilingual as fuck, bro. On the Rift Zone episode, it cracked me up when you were discussing the plural form of the word coup. (laughs) Uh, Coup is singular and coups is plural. 
I can teach you some more cursing in Portuguese. <laughs> it's going it's going to be a puta pleasure. Puta. Um, Are you going to explain what that? I mean, that means? puta. She said puta means whore. Yeah. But in this instance, it means like um, what did she write? It means hell of a like hell of a pleasure. Yeah. 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 I thought puta meant something else. Okay, yeah, I don't know. Puta. I think it means something else. Like I mean, Spanish. I knew it was derogatory. I, I don't oh, know yeah. that I knew exactly what. I like, didn't know it meant whore. I thought it meant um, something else. Hmm. So. Okay. But, you know. Um, so, Rift Zone. Huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> That's hey, just man. super weird. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this is like super weird. <laughs> Just yeah. quiet. Yeah, I know. This is. It's yeah. still super weird. It's. it's we New haven't Year's, left man. the weirdness yet. It's New Year's Eve. We're yeah. getting crazy. Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> uh, Rift Zone. Technical episodes are gradually becoming my favorites. As I said before, I'm pretty dumb when it comes to musical details. You both are my guides, and I feel you're opening curtains on things that were there the whole time, but I couldn't pay attention because my ears aren't trained to that task. Uh, I, dude, I can um, relate to that because you, you'll be talking about stuff, like technical stuff that I wouldn't have like understood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have noticed until you like, you know, right. figured it out for me. Um, Yule, the, uh, Yule log, what an adorable Christmas gift. Um, I had a pretty horrible Christmas Eve. My relationship with my parents suck, especially with my father. So while listening to Strangest Tribe and thinking about the whole meaning of family, I thought that family can be made of people we chose to be with people that seem to be strange to those who are outside and can't understand the way we think. But these strange people do what's most important. Love us just the way we are and are always cheering for our best. Well, I can say that in 2018, I found my strangest tribe and I'm happy with you guys. And I'm not embarrassed of how cheesy it sounds. May our 2019 be filled with laughs, party humor, and lots and lots and lots of good music. Keep on rocking in the free world, my friends. Boom. Yeah. Man, that's not cheesy at all. I love it. No. We're I'm all happy. about if that's cheesy, then we're all about the cheese. Yeah, man. It ain't you know easy being cheesy. No, bro. I can't believe you just said that. <laughs> it ain't easy a being a cheesy. <laughs> I love the way you said it. <laughs> Thanks. I'm glad you enjoyed that. I hope I hope everyone else did too. Yeah. God, if you uh, really start yeah. talking that way. Uh yeah, Isabella. I'm glad. I'm happy she found us. I love getting her emails. Amen. <laughs> Speak on it, brother Blazik. Yeah, come on. <laughs> yeah, no, but no. Seriously, uh, happy New Year to you, Isabella. Yeah, and thanks so much. H N Y for joining the 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 family or yes the Jamly the, the SPT Jamly. We got one more email. From Paul Allen. I love this email. I like the way Paul thinks. Uh, This is called A Collection of Thoughts (laughs) by Paul Allen. 
Hi, Brads. Hope you have boy voice. Well, I ruined that with this voice. So I'm going to start over. Yeah, try it again. I'm, I'm liking this. Oh, you want me to use the voice? Mm-hmm. I can't, I can't keep a whole email up like that. <clears throat> All right. Hi, Brads. Hope you both have had a nice Christmas period, spending time with family and catching up with friends. It's been a pretty busy period, so haven't had the chance to email in for a while, but here's some thoughts and some recent topics. Yield. It's been said before, but this was a really great episode. Everyone's love for this album really shone through, and Matthew was a great, uh, really great guest and perfect for the episode. One thought I had on this album was that Mike's role on this record was different to any previous or subsequent albums. I love this part of the because I think it's totally true and I don't know if I've really thought of it in this way but it's I think he hits it right on the head here um, there are really no standout or extended solos on the album and the solos that do happen are taken by Stone he gives examples Brand of J do the evolution this does not mean however that his work on the album is below par given a fly is I think his finest guitar work but maybe it does help to give this album its unique sound and place in their catalog I totally agree. Like, there's no old school, crazy, bluesy ripper solos um, on that record. And I think that's yeah. one of the reasons that record kind of stands out for me. Uh, that's, I mean, that's why I like going to see him live because he always kind of rips it up on stage. Yeah. True. You know? Yeah. Um, he says, Jeremy. Here's the thing. I really don't like the video. For me, it was way too literal a depiction of the subject matter. It was a well-made video, obviously, but it was clearly steering the band down a road, and the destination of which, I think, would have seen Pearl Jam become just like any other band. I'm so glad they didn't do any more videos till Evolution. Plus, I never had MTV. So, uh, <laughs> totally agree with that, too. I'm yeah, so definitely. glad, in retrospect, they stopped doing videos, because... I think stylistically, that's one of the things that I think has changed a whole lot. Like, that video is very, you know, as we say, on the nose. But mm -hmm. that worked back then, I guess. And, I mean, with MTV pretty much gone, we don't have videos anymore other than stuff that gets put up on, like, Vimeo and YouTube. It's just a different culture for videos now. But I think things have become much more like... You know, you don't want to show images that go directly on along with the right the lyric. Maybe it needs to be more yeah. subtle and more kind of an interpretive type of thing, other than like making the lyric like a short play. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I think I think though, like if you look at the original black and white version versus the Pellington version, mm -hmm. like the black and white version is what you guys are talking about like the execution of the mark pellington version is so good mm -hmm. you know the way yeah. it's cut and the um uh, what's his name um the kid the actor's Trevor. trevor's like <clears throat> portrayal yeah is just insane yeah so to me it just <clears throat> it raises the bar and becomes more of an artistic piece than like the black and white version yeah the black totally. and white version you know could have just been like oh 
this is just another band with another video. Right. Absolutely. Agreed. Uh, he says, live at the garden. I always thought this was a below par performance somehow. It just didn't grab me. As mentioned by a fellow listener, though, it was probably very different if you were there. That was Bagel, wasn't it? That said that? Mm-hmm. Um, there are some very notable moments, though, including Ben Harper duets and seeing them play with Buzzcocks and tagging why. Uh, and tagging why can't I touch it the loss of Pete Shelley was so sad what a songwriter Christmas singles topical to say the least mm-hmm. uh, which very yeah we will we'll be talking be, about we'll it later there, but. which is <clears throat> funny it's, it's just I guess there's not a ton to say about it uh, but it's a big deal um, he says this section oh, inc- yeah. included my favorite Christmas single Strangest Tribe and Drifting. Getting these through the post as a teenager was always so exciting, especially with that Seattle postmark. Although they haven't been the same for some time, with no new material on them for years, the fact that they have been discontinued feels like a real end of an era. Obviously, I blame you guys. (laughs) It's just too much of a coincidence. So I'm going to go ahead and say it. You suck, winky face. I love why how he, he, I don't know if that's intentional, us? but I love that he brought that conversation me. in. Yes. Yeah. He's not attacking he hates, you. Yes, he is. He said, you suck. Oh, Brad. I love it. <laughs> and then he winked at me. This is so meta right now. <laughs> <clears throat> he said, uh, that's about it, really. Coming to the end of 2018, we are all inundated with best of lists. Not sure they mean much, really, but here's a couple of suggestions from the UK that may or may not have made it over uh, over there this year. Enjoy. Uh, <clears throat> and I haven't gotten to check these out yet, but I'm definitely going to, because um, I haven't heard of any of them. Uh, yeah, I haven't either. See, Billy Ryder Jones, uh, Yawn is one of the suggestions. Um, um, let's see here. And it's funny, because I don't know... Because I've never heard of these bands, I don't know if the name of the band is Idols or if the name of the band is Joy is an Act of Resistance. I'm assuming the band is Idols. Yeah, I um, would assume. And then Our Girl is another one instead of check out. So, uh, yeah, I can't wait to check those out. I need some new music. Um, thanks so much, Paul. Appreciate the email. Loved it. Is that it? Is that it for uh, the emails? That's it for, that is it for emails. You, you got anything else before we start moving on? Um, I was going to say um, over on the Facebook, Daniel Coppolo. Coppolo? Yeah. I forget how to Danny say K. it. Danny um, K? Yeah, Danny K. He um, posted, I think it's some friends of his have a band called Mild Manic. Okay. And they, they put out a, an EP called Line and Length. And I was listening to it last night. And it's really good. You dig it? Yeah, cool. I was liking it a lot. So I was going to let people know that if, if you didn't see that on, over on Facebook, check out check out Mild Manic. It's good stuff. It's kind of like kind of pop rock. I don't even know. I don't even know what genre of music is anymore. But uh, I just I liked it. I'll add that to my list too. I'll check it out. Yeah. Thanks, Danny K. All right, are we ready to tackle this? Yes, dude. Let's do it. All right, so here we go, episode 73, looking back at 2018. So we're going to start off with some of the... Now, this is not, first of all, this is just a laid-back, end-of-the-year episode, just kind of looking back. We're not 
trying to cover literally everything that happened in 2018. These are right. just, just a few highlights of some stuff that we thought was important or came to our minds really quickly when we thought of Pearl Jam in 2018. And some of that is going to be the music, um, which would start off with Can't Deny Me. Obviously, it's a new Pearl Jam song. I've heard both. I've heard people that like it a lot. I've heard people are like, meh, I'm good, in the words of Brad, uh, Brad B. <laughs> um, and you were were you kind of middle of the road, or did you really like it? I can't remember. No, now. I liked it. I liked yeah, it. I like it, too, I man. I always did it. Yeah, I always did. Now, is it, you know, is it the next rearview mirror or, you know, some, like, iconic song in their library? No. <laughs> right i mean no but i mean but it's, it's good it's, i like it it's dude it's a straight up protest song against trump yeah so i'm fucking i'm there i'm there yeah i love shit and like then, that and then on top of it it's a good song yeah i think it's cool they think, keep moving you, in a certain direction and i like that yeah the only thing i i didn't love at first was kind of the percussion because there is some oh, really? weird sound going on yeah but i mean it's grown on me yeah and then seeing them like play it live and eddie's just hitting that cowbell mm-hmm. i it's i love it oh i, I love thought it you, were say you didn't like it okay no i like it even more it's the percussion aspect has really grown on me yeah that was kind of my path with the, the song was i was you know obviously excited to hear anything new and I didn't know what to expect, so the first couple listens, first of all, I never listened to it and thought, like, well, this sucks, but I didn't know how I felt the first couple listens, and then it, like, made sense to me, and then I got to watch the first YouTube video of them playing it live, and it was like, oh, Mm -hmm. I totally get this now. I love it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, But it's also kind of disappointing, because, now, correct me if I'm wrong, this is just from memory... Coinciding with this, there were, you were led to believe that this... I think the words that they used was mm-hmm. off the upcoming album. Yeah. And then... And you're like, oh, shit. And it's not like I thought, oh, there's going to be a, an album in a couple weeks. It's Pearl Jam. Right. And, it, yeah. you know... But at least there was just some sort of, like, nod towards something. I, th- I thought we were gearing up for a new album... And like a fucking world tour. Yeah. Like, you know, which they did tour a lot this year. Yeah. And we'll get to that in a minute. But I mean, they didn't really, but not, they didn't tour the US except for the home and away shows, but they didn't do like full blown 20, 30 city dates. dates, Yeah. But when's the last time they did that though? Was that, how many Um, years has it been? I guess what was 2016. Lexington? Yeah, 2016. I guess they, it was. They played they did do. 18 or 20 shows in You're the right. U.S. Yep. North America, That's I guess. Right. Yeah, I mean. All right. Well. Yeah. So but, obviously none of these <clears throat> things happened. 
And yeah, but not- that was March. That was March 10th, which coincidentally is Jeff's birthday. But yeah, that was March 10th. We got a new song. Yep. And, and now the there's been no album. mention and it's, no, it's of an new album. And, right. Yeah. Which is fine, man. Whenever it happens, I'll be super stoked. But, yes. Uh, that's it for now. Anyway, I like the song. Uh, yeah. And then the next thing, the big thing, anyway, I feel like, is Jeff's solo release under the name Ament, and it's called Heaven and Hell. Now, this one, I mean, the single, oh, what's the name of the single? Something about, oh, I feel so underprepared in this moment. What's the name of the single? <laughs> Safe in Cars? Um, Safe in the Car? Some, God damn it. Oh, God. I'm the worst Yeah, podcast. you got it. Safe in the Car. Oh, good. Okay, cool. Um <laughs> You know, it's got a lot of backing vocals on the record from Angel Olsen, kind of like a, a newer, I guess, up-and-coming solo artist, which I listened to some of the stuff, and I don't know how I feel about it. I only saw, like, one link to a video, but I'm going to give it, you know, because I like his record. As I've said before, it's one of those, I feel like, you just in a good way. Like, you can just put it on and play front to back, and um, I don't know. It's not going to go into my top ten list of records of my entire yeah. life or anything, but it's a cool record. It's just cool to hear them continuing to put out good stuff. I don't know. I think most people by, quote-unquote, their age are phoning it in pretty hard, and they don't yeah. do that, so I love it. Well, Jeff has always been like the artsy guy in the band, so I'm sure he's always... Um, coming up with stuff music wise you know yeah yeah i mean i love the cover art for that record too mm-hmm. like even if i didn't i want to buy it on vinyl but even if i didn't like the record at all i would still want to have it on vinyl just because yeah I, I love that that cover art um and he you said that we, he released this on his birthday didn't he no can't deny me was, can't deny me oh because yeah. it was it wasn't at may 10th for this or something like that I th- May tenth was the music. Oh, cares that's the music show. cares. I'm getting all my facts. You're getting your dates all. Yeah. Which it's actually, right. unless you have something else to say about um, Jeff's record, that's a good segue into no I, the next. Thing. I liked it, and yeah, we could move on. All right, cool. Uh, so we've got Mike McCready being honored by Music Cares, which is a organization um, run by the Grammy organization um, to help. Not only musicians that have hit hard financial times, but they also provide um, help and money for getting help with addiction, which I wanted to mention it just because I literally wouldn't have been able to go to um, rehab or whatever you want to call it without them. They paid for half of my bill and... 
if you've never looked into it, which I hope you have never had to, that shit ain't expensive. I mean, it ain't cheap. It's pretty expensive. And the process was like super, actually super easy. I had very little hope of getting very much money. Um, But I thought maybe it could be enough to be a contribution for sure. And I could still, it would help me figure out how to be able to go. And they gave me the requirements that they needed and proof that I'm, you know, a actual working musician. And I think it took three days and wow. they told, they gave me, and that's the whole thing. Like the logistics were amazing too. Like they took care of everything with the, the, the facility that I was wanting to go to and I didn't right. have to deal with anything. They just said, you're approved for this much and in my insurance luckily covered half they covered the other half of the entire bill yeah, that's incredible it was amazing and i didn't have to do anything they were just like just get there when you can get there and we will take care of it with with them mm. it was insane and yeah, that that's cool to be honest with you i mean i i did it for my i quit drinking for myself but i also did it for aiden and i did it for Leslie and my family and my friends, whatever, obviously. But one of the things in the times that I've had weak moments, I guess, or thought Mm -hmm. really hard about maybe relapsing, one of the things that kind of helps put it in perspective for me is that I can't afford to go again. And that, that was my chance. Like... I'm not good. I don't think I could go to them again. <laughs> and they'd, you know right. what I mean? Like after they yeah. footed that much money. Yeah. Like I, I, I don't know. It was just such a great opportunity. I feel like that alone, like I can't throw that away cause mm-hmm. I won't have that chance again. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah you don't want to waste that gift. No. Um, anyway, so that's what the organization is. And that's why I wanted to bring this. It's kind of selfish, but that was a big deal to me that that, specific organization was honoring mike mccready who's been one of my lifetime heroes um just even as a kid just as a dude that plays guitar but then as i've kept up with the band and these guys over the years like he's also been kind of a inspiration and a model into how how you can still make art and be a healthy person (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know what i mean yeah, I do feel like there's a little bit of madness that makes you good at what you do, but you can't live your life like that. Yeah, <laughs> it's not cool. It's not good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, um, I don't know. I just feel really fortunate that he has done so much for that organization, and it's in in its weird way, it's become very personal to me in my life you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. um but anyway they had tons of people god what um mike ness was there doing stuff duff mckagan nancy wilson chad smith from red hot chili peppers joel McHale was kind of like the the host of the night or whatever the mc um tons of cool stuff and then actually i didn't know this uh did you know this whole like heart connection i only you know when it came out after this yeah yeah i had no idea it's a that... pretty it's a pretty cool story yeah go ahead you want to tell i was gonna say you no, want to tell I'll, I'll let you well so basically <laughs> i don't have anything wrote down but i know i just i remember 
her uh, Nancy Wilson talking about this. Yeah, I missed this whole thing, but she uh, at this benefit, this Music Cares honoring Mike McCready thing. Obviously, Nancy Wilson from Heart was there, and she told a story that back in 1990, um, after the passing of Andy Wood and you know these two Seattle guys, Mike and Jeff, um, that had Mother Love Bone, they had a deal that was poised to, to be a really big <laughs> record deal and a lot to come from it. And then Andy dies, which means that Jeff and Stone lost their deal as well, right? So they're kind of back at square one and they just straight up went to nancy wilson through some connections and said this is we feel terrible but we have to do this we need to borrow money <laughs> like mm-hmm. a substantial amount of money to try and figure out how to keep what the next thing is going to be which obviously ended up being pearl jam yeah and she wrote the check and that's how they got through losing the deal and that's how they got through the time uh, trying to find a new lead singer. They were just embarking on that when she gave them the money. Enter Eddie Vedder, and then they came back and paid Hart back what they had loaned them. And, you know, she was like, you know, we didn't charge them interest or whatever. They just paid back what they had borrowed from us. And uh, that's because she said, there's some sort of quote, and I'm paraphrasing, but it was basically like a, that's what friends do for each other you know what i mean mm-hmm. kind of thing so yeah that was a really cool story to hear and I, th- I think it was actually cam and crow because they were married at the time is that how the hookup happened I, th- I, th- I think so yeah that makes sense so that's really cool because i've always loved heart um, yeah really cool story just to hear you know musicians helping each other and also kind of shows you you know who these guys who Pearl Jam were, well not even Pearl Jam but like who you know Jeff and Stone were at right. that time they were just struggling artists you yeah. know yeah absolutely um it's just funny to hear all these stories like that and just think like would we have them now if say they hadn't lent them that money right maybe we would yeah. but it's just you know, people ask questions like, how do I make it? And it's like, yeah, you have to be good at what you do. You have to be unique in a certain way that's like authentic, but you have to have a shit ton of luck. Yeah. Like just think about now in hindsight, everything we know about Pearl Jim's career and how many times there was a moment like that, that happened that someone was able to help or some lucky thing happened. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. that's a lot of that <laughs> you know yeah. and you just can't control that kind of stuff you know yeah i mean of course along with it comes with a lot of bad stuff too like ross guild and other things that they had to really work through that were probably emotional battles but um there's a whole lot of luck involved in it too i don't know yeah speaking of nancy wilson i think she was i want to say she was on dean del rey's do you ever heard dean del rey he's got a podcast yeah, um, I actually subscribed he, to it because of you, and okay. I've never listened oh, really? to it. Yeah, yeah. I haven't listened ne- to it yet, though. <laughs> um, I think she was on there not too long ago. Oh, yeah. And I am in love with this woman just because with of her Nancy voice. Wilson? Like, I, yes. Yeah. I never She's really awesome. heard her like speak at length. 
You know? She's great, dude. And she's just, her voice, just the way she talks, I'm just like, I could listen to this woman for the rest of my life. Just talk. Just talk to me, Nancy. Yeah. No, both of those, <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> both of them, you know, Hart is just like, they're just like super smart, badass human beings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they're just fucking cool. In, yeah. in every sense of the word, you know? Yeah. Uh, all right. Are you cool to yeah. move on from Let's, that one? Yes. Awesome. I'm getting over my, my swoon. <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, here's just a fun one. Yeah, Everyone's talking a- about Eddie and, and Jill on Ellen. And I really thought, like, because I, I love Ellen DeGeneres. I think she's a great yeah. stand-up. I've, yes. It's like... Ever since her special came out, it's like in the queue. I just got to find the time to sit down and watch yeah. it. But then I start. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, me either. But <laughs> and it was and keep in mind, like this is what I thought was funny was that it. I almost have this like game with myself because I've only still active on Instagram. I've got I'm not active on Facebook anymore, Twitter, like mm-hmm. these other things. But just through Facebook, and I've really like pulled back the amount that I look at the news, just because I can't. Yeah, I can't. I want to stay informed, but I can't handle it. <laughs> to put it really right. simply, yeah. like it hurts. Mm-hmm. It, it does damage to my sanity if I kind of engage in it too much. Yeah. Um, but I did piece together there was something about Eddie Vedder and Ellen <laughs> just from <laughs> right. scanning yeah. a couple hours of my Instagram feed. It's right. like a game. That's how, yeah. It just Can I piece you, together you, what's happening in the world just through what I don't understand on my Instagram feed? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But the thing is, it's, it's dumb. I mean, it's super cool that like there it's, was a cutaway shot of him and Jill yeah the story the story itself is cool eddie and jill hanging out at, at the taping hanging out yeah at the yeah at the taping and that's cool that's awesome but the thing that's insane um especially on facebook is every five minutes was a new post of someone being like omg guys guess what i just saw eddie is in the you know is in the audience at the new ellen Ellen's stand-up special on Netflix. Right. And then it's like, scroll, scroll. Oh, my God, guys. You're never going to believe this. Look what I just saw. Scroll, scroll. Guys, did you see the Ellen show on Netflix? Eddie and Jill are in the audience. And it's like, okay, we get it. Like, why do people keep posting this? Well, that's the funny thing is I was like, well, I got to find out what's going on here. Like, was he, were they, was he part of the, the stand-up special? Like, no, right. That's just, what it just, felt like. And I was like, I got to find right. this. And then it's like a 15 yeah. second fucking clip on YouTube of just like a I'm cutaway shot while everyone's laughing. Yeah. It's not even, it's not like she brought him up or pointed him out. <laughs> right. The cameraman just it's found funny. him. I mean, again, it's cool. That's awesome. <laughs> But yeah. news, I just uh, I don't think yeah. so. We we've we've talked about. It. I just I don't get like Facebook like comments section and pe- like just the whole like people posting over and over and over the same thing. 
No, well, that is exactly what social media is, though. I, yeah, I guess. Yeah. I guess I'm just, I'm like, I, I have to lurk. If I jump in and start, like, commenting and going back and forth with people, I, I can't stand it. Yeah, so don't do it. Because how, how do you argue with, like, idiots? You you don't. You do. <laughs> you just don't. But why do I get like sucked into it? I don't know. Maybe you have some like internal like need for fair play or justice or truth or some bullshit. Yeah. But man, yeah. Facebook, internet comment threads are not the place for in, any of those things that I just mentioned. Right? Oh no, they're not. It is the antithetical safe space for everything that's not those things. Right, you know what I mean, like, and the and it's if the the more you try to in, to um, inject those things into it, the worse you know shit comes back to you. Oh yeah, yep. Oh yeah, it's it's so hard because it, we need to get off the subject, but I mean, <laughs> there's so it. much that good <laughs> that comes from it too, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. there really is. There's, like, legitimate good things that come from social media and the internet at large. But it is yeah. just met equally with some of the worst parts of humanity. But anyway. I heard something about the internet that there is more content created in an hour online than the entirety of human history. Oh, I believe that. Absolutely. Isn't that insane? But you just got to come back to the whole quality versus quantity thing. It's like, well, true. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of content, and yeah. most of it sucks because we've taken mm-hmm. out – that again, it's a yin and yang thing Like from the music industry. It's like, have we made things more accessible for more people that have talent? Absolutely. Have we also opened the floodgates for no – no for trash yeah just there's no accountability there's no healthy um competition there's no Mm. if you have something that's the thing is like for all its flaws the old model of the the music business at least there was someone there to tell you you're not very good yeah, we're not going to give you money for this, to do this, because yeah. we don't believe in it, because you're not very good, <laughs> you know? Whereas now yeah. it's like, I don't need your money, and that's great. But that means all the people that, like, have no, I don't know, that would normally have gotten weeded out, there's no mm-hmm. weed-out process anymore. It's just right. like, yeah, well, you can put your that, stuff up that, here. That process also, besides weeding out, it, it helps artists grow into yeah. being better. Right. And that's not there either. No. No. <laughs> that has to happen naturally now. There's no one to mm-hmm. really... Or from a... I feel like from a... What's the word for it? I'm having a hard time with my words today, Brad. Are B. we just being old men? I don't think so. I think about that a lot. No? Okay. I really do. Yeah. Because I think... I think the challenge has always been to... As much as you can with something that is 100% subjective, try and find some healthy objectivity in it of what is um, – it's like the conversations we've had before where, like, I'm not an Eagles fan. 
I recognize that they're great at what they do. I'm just, I just doesn't connect to me, right? Which, which is def- very different from, uh, oh, I just don't like it, so it sucks. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like the conversation has changed so much. Yeah, and I feel like that that quote unquote conversation helped, like I said, the weed out process, and that, like you said, brings apart brings around um healthy competition and you make each other better Mm -hmm. you know all my friends clint has always made me a better guitar player a better songwriter and a better musician because i respect him i think he's better at all those things than me and so i learn from him for example you know what i'm saying (laughs) Well, I'm glad you agree with me. We finally agree about something. But you understand my point. Like, my friends, I I learn a lot from my really talented friends. And, and of course, I would hope that they would learn something from me, too. I don't expect that. But a lot of that has been removed by the this just access to everything yeah (laughs) yeah anyway i I think what i i think what i contribute to that is people like look to me to know what not to do man we're just having a real heart to heart (laughs) end of the year kind of deal here huh right yeah talk about tangent city Mm-hmm. All right, can we get back on track? Yes, where were we? Ellen. So, Ellen. Yeah. I think we said all we need to say about that. Yes, I okay. think you're right. All right, so now let's actually kind of give a nod to all the shows that were played this year. Yeah, because they, they, they played. They actually did quite, like, I, I was like, when I was looking through this year and the shows, there were a lot more shows than I remember there being for some Me reason. too. <laughs> so uh, I was like, yeah, dude, let's run down the shows real quick. And then yeah, I started yeah. looking yeah, at there's them. I'm so like, many. Just, they really fucking South America and Europe, they they were out there this year. Yeah. Tw- for, so for 2018, it was Chile, Argentina, Brazil, Netherlands, England, Italy, Czech Republic, Poland, Germany, Belgium. Like, we're huge in Europe right now. I mean, we've got records... Uh, a big record just broke in Belgium. Spain, Portugal, Seattle, uh, let's see here, Missoula, obviously Chicago, and Boston. That's a lot of shows, man. For, yeah. for a band that wasn't really full-on touring. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. each yeah. one of those cities that I just named, there were there was a lot of them that were multiple shows um, yeah. in one city. So we actually, they did... They worked hard this year, I feel like. Mm-hmm. It was it was really cool. Uh, do you have any kind of like moments from any of these shows? I mean, I have a couple, but... Um, yeah, I've got a few if you want to kind of burn down each show. Yeah, I don't have them written out like that, but go for it. Okay, I can kind of add so, on to yours. Um, let's see, March 13th. That was the first show, um, and it was in Chile. Um, they debuted uh, Can't Deny Me. Yes. And which they dedicated, Eddie dedicated it to the Parkland, Florida shooting victims. Doesn't that seem like that happened so long ago? Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. Jeez. It wasn't even a year ago. Nope. Crazy. Everyone's already forgotten about that shit. Yeah. Anyway. Um, they also played Comeback, which was dedicated to Chris Cornell. Yes. And it Jeff's birthday, as I mentioned, was March 10th. So this was the 13th. They sang Happy Birthday to Jeff. <laughs> 
So that was pretty cool. Hell yeah. Um, and I guess I can just say overall, a lot of these shows seemed a little shorter. Yeah. Like they didn't, they didn't, there's a couple where they didn't even play an encore, but I think those might've been festival shows. I was just saying, there was but, a lot of festival shows. But like this, like this show here, they, well, no, they played two here. Um, the next night, um, what did I write? Lollapalooza was only one encore. And again, I guess that's cause it's a festival show. Um, they played in Rio. It was one encore, but it was ten songs. Yeah. So I wonder if that was supposed to be two encores, and they just said, said fuck, fuck it, it let's yeah. just keep going. Fuck um, it, we'll do it live! And- we'll do it live! Fuck it! Do it live! I can, I'll write it, and we'll do it live! Yeah. <laughs> and that Rio show, I guess Chili Peppers were around, because they played Can't Deny Me with Chad Smith. Then the, um, I don't Do you remember seeing Alive with Josh Klinger, Klingerhofer doing the solo? I do remember seeing that. Yeah, that was that was that show, and then they played "Rock in the Free World" with with um, both those guys, Josh and Chad from the Chili Peppers. Yeah. Um, they played Lollapalooza Brazil, and they sang "Happy Birthday" to Perry Farrell this time, and he oh, came yeah. out. They did a mountain song. Hell yeah! Which I'm not a huge. Um, James James Addiction fan, but that song is fucking awesome. It's a great song. Um, now, have you seen <laughs> the show Atlanta? Man, I, I is on my queue too because I fucking love uh, Glover. What's there's, his name? There's an yeah Donald Glover. Donald Glover. Yeah. There's an episode with a really weird looking dude, mm-hmm. and his name is Teddy Perkins, and. Uh, t- Perry Farrell looks like Teddy Perkins. Oh, really? I know that doesn't mean anything to you right now, but I was watching the video today of of them playing Mountain Song. He looks weird, man. He, Perry Farrell. I don't know if it's yeah, Dude, I don't know if he's. You should see him if in, it's, in person. It's it's <laughs> like, uh, is it plastic surgery gone wrong or like I don't, he's just gotten well, old? At the time that just, I was. At the time that I was around him, I did, I I do not re- remember coming away from that interaction uh, and thinking plastic surgery. He's just, he's just kind of an alien of a dude, and I mean that in a good yeah. way. Like I yeah. just, it meeting and being around him was actually everything that I kind of thought it would be. He was super That's nice, cool. but super weird. Yeah. He looked yeah. as weird He's, as he is, but again, okay. I mean that in a good way. Uh, well, how long ago was this? Oh, God, this is probably 2006. Okay, so... Something yeah. like that? Yeah. 2007? I mean, this is 10 years later, so he's even more weird looking, I'm sure. Sure. Just the, the age, but yeah, dude, he's... Anyone that watches Atlanta <laughs> and knows who Teddy Perkins is... He just <laughs> watched this video from Rio. It's yeah. it, or Lollapalooza Brazil. It's it it's just weird. Like he looks so weird. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. I mean I haven't seen it yet, but if if, if it reminds you of Perry Farrell, that's a that's a very interesting looking dude for sure. Yeah. But I feel bad because if uh, he does he seems like he would be awesome to talk to because he's so odd. Yeah. You know? Yep. Yeah, I mean, but he also seemed 
in some ways, like, totally normal. You know? Yeah. I don't know. Um, let's see. What did I... Oh, they did the same Lollapalooza Brazil. They played um, this Talking Head song called Pulled Up. Yep. Which they just played a little bit of it into Unthought Known. And that's a song that they did, like, in the early 90s. They used to tag that. So it was, like, crazy to hear it again. Right. You know, in 2018. Um, and then Yellow Ledbetter was cut because there was the curfew. Like, they had to get off stage. That's right. I think this is this was the show where Eddie's like, three minutes, <laughs> like, you want to do it? <laughs> right. And Mike just goes just into starts. it. and. Yeah. The end, like, they just stop. There's no, like, how Mike goes into, like, a two-minute solo at the end. That is totally cut off. Yeah. So Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Then we get to June. June 12th and 13th, they played two shows in Amsterdam at the Ziggo Dome. Where now, Kate and Janan met. That's, that's what I was just going to say. Oh, yeah. Do you know why night one was special for <laughs> SBT? That's right. That was awesome. Um, night one, they, they covered the Brandy Carlisle song again today. Mm-hmm. And night two, they actually played B-Girl and Man of the Hour. Hell, yeah. Which is crazy. What else we got here? All right. June 15th, Pink Pop. Um, again, they went back, they played Daughter at this show, and they did the, um, they tagged it with Suggestion, which is, oh, what's that band? Ian McKay. Oh, um, uh, Fugazi. Yeah. And that's, again, that's like old, early 90s. Hell yeah. Pearl Jam. Real. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Again, it's Pink Pop. Um, so right before they started Rearview Mirror, Eddie told the story of meeting, trying to find the cameraman from the 92 Pink Pop, you know, from the, the boom camera. Yeah, yeah, totally. And he met, yeah, he got to meet that dude and talk to him. And he, he, the, the story is that he thought that when that was happening, he thought the cameraman was pissed at him. And, like, yelling at him. Right. And he goes on to tell the story that, no, he was, like, wanting to help him. And he was yelling at the crew guys, like... To help with the counterweight, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because it would have flipped. (laughs) Right, right. Shot him out into the air, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, Which So that was, you know, just being an old-school Pearl Jam fan and have seen that footage a million times and me and you did a show on it. It was so cool to hear Eddie talk about, I think he said somebody sent him a photo of him and the cameraman, you know, and he said he has it hanging up in his house and he sees it all the time. And we've all seen it a million times, you know? So it's just cool to hear him talk about that moment in their, in their history, you know? Yeah, totally. Um, so then we get June 18th, London, night one, the O2 Arena. Um, they opened with Of The Girl. I thought you'd think that was pretty cool. Yep. Eddie was sick as a dog, and you could hear it in his voice. Uh-huh. Um, if you listen, especially if you listen to Rock in the Free World, 
It's like, I just want to tell him, Eddie, please, like, go, go lay down and rest your voice. He sounds so sick, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And it's not like, it's not like Soldier Field 95 when he's like raw. Right, like he just, right. He sounds like sick. Like, like he's hurting himself. <laughs> yeah. 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 It feels so bad for him. So they canceled the next, the next night, night two in London. Uh, let's see. Then, so, but they, and there was a lot of talk about like, well, are they going to cancel the next night too? But they played June 22nd in Milan. Um, kind of a short set is just under two hours, no encore. And that's probably because I think that might've been a, a festival show, but that's, that was good for Eddie, you yeah. know, a breather. Get a couple steroid um, but they shots did play, in the throat. Yeah. Yeah. They did play UR, uh, Mankind. And I got id. Hell yeah! Those are some some. I, did I say this? Like a lot of these shows, um, I not. I would never call a Pearl Jam show stock, but it didn't seem like a lot of deep cuts at these no. shows. They, I mean, even the ones that weren't festivals kind of had festival set mm-hmm. lists. Mm-hmm. Which makes sense. Yeah. Um. But then, like you know, you are mankind. I got it. Those are some some special ones. Even though most of the sets weren't that crazy, um, so let's see. They go to Italy. They go to Rome. Um, Rome. They played uh, Black Diamond with with Matt on the vocals. Yeah, I remember and hearing I about think, that. Yeah, that's usually usually. Mike sings that right when they do that song. I think so, but I'm not positive. I th- I think um, the few times they've played it, it's usually Mike singing it. So it was interesting that Matt was doing the vocals on that. Um, July first, they were in Prague, and Eddie did uh, the Beatles cover of "Help," which went into "Help Help." Yeah, that's awesome. Which they did that. I think they did that at least. I know at least one other one other time. I think it was at Seattle they did that. Sounds right. I can't remember. Um, July third, Krakow. Um, this was kind of a crazy show. This is one I I want to hear. I keep I keep seeing on the on Facebook and people just say like Krakow was like the best show of 2018. And they played um, because of other performance side. or because of well they played a bunch of. So this is like this is the exception to what I was just talking about. Like they played a a, a few different songs that they wouldn't normally play. Um, they did other side, which was yeah. the third time ever, and the first time in five years. Um, they played Green Disease. Mm-hmm. They played Garden. Um, then they, when they did Yellow Ledbetter, they had a fan come up on stage and play guitar with them. Oh, I never saw that. Which, I didn't know. Yeah, about which is weird because they don't really ever do that kind of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Like there's like I know Green Day does it. Like it's part of their show that they pull a kid up onto the stage, right? You know. Yeah. But Pearl Jam is like ne- I don't think. I mean, just off the top of my head, I don't think I've ever seen them do that. You know. Yeah. Bring bring a fan up so. That was kind of strange. They did. Eddie was playing "Just Breathe" and the power went out. 
I didn't even know this until today when I was doing like research on this. Interesting. But the power went out like halfway through, and the crowd just kind of sang the rest of the song. It's kind of a cool moment. Well, how many times have they played? They played All or None. Yeah. That's not that common. Right. That's what I mean. And, and some of these songs, according to um, setlist.fm, were like songs they changed at the last second from crowd members like Screaming, like Green Disease and, and Garden were like songs the crowd like requested. That's cool. You know, which that's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Um, all right. July 5th, they were in Germany. Um, Danny Clinch came out to do Red Mosquito. That's always and, kick-ass. I remember. I yeah. did listen to that. That was pretty badass. Yeah. Um, they played Angie, Rolling Stone song, mm-hmm. which I think was like only the fourth time they've done it. Um, let's see. One of my July favorites, 7th. Unthought Known. I mean, I know it's not the first time they played it or anything, but I always love seeing yeah. Unthought Known in that list. Yeah. Love that song. Shit, Thin Air. <laughs> I love that. You love it. That's yeah. your favorite, right? Yeah. it's Yeah, I love that song. Yeah. Um, Thumbing My Way, another one of your favorites, right? Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. is a Brad B. set list. <laughs> what else you got? Um, July 7th was a uh there in belgium another festival real short was this was this the one there was one that was super short it was like 18 songs or something the whole sh- um, the whole show because this one's like 24 yeah. songs okay now i think it's oh which one is it let me look real quick 20 songs in uh milan oh really yeah well, we'll get there in a second. Uh, where was I? July 7th, Belgium. Um, they played Kick Out the Jams with um, Kim... How do you say his last name? Do you know how? Kim Thale. 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 I've always said Thale. And Thale. 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 Yes. <laughs> this? Thale? Mr. Thale. Um, but yeah, yes, dudes Mr. That are, Thale. <laughs> Wayne Kramer from the MC5, mm-hmm. um, the other dudes. I guess they were all they were all at the show, so they did kick out the jams. Um, they played about half of Habit and dedicated it to Trump, <laughs> which was pretty funny. Eddie was was really giving him some shit. Um, and they played the uh, John Lennon song Imagine with Jack Johnson. That's the cool thing about all these festival shows is there's all these like guests, guests that come up, yeah. Because there's yeah, there's all these other bands playing, you know. Oh, yeah. Um all right. Barcelona on July tenth, they opened with Long Road. I mean Ugh. can't fucking Yeah. Yeah, man. Can't fuck with that. A lot of cool songs on the set list, I feel like. I would have yeah. liked. I think I would have liked this set list had I been yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was Barcelona was the one. It just seemed like. A well, I mean, really... it's got State of Love and Trust. It's got Oceans as song number twelve. It's like in the middle of the, yeah. the main set, yeah. which is a little, little different for them. Um, yeah. I mean, it has some of our favorites up at the top, like Corduroy and Hail Hail. Mm-hmm. Um, 
What a setting forth ghost ghost is on here. Yeah, man. I mean, that's a rare, that's a rare. I mean, they finish the set, the main set with Jeremy and to go and to state of love and trust and to porch. That's yeah. pretty badass. Mm-hmm. Lightning bolt. Part of the first encore after come back. I love that. Fucking smile. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> Good shit. Love it. Um, what else? Is there anything different in Lisbon? Get down. That's kind of cool. Right? Which one is Lisbon? Now I'm getting mixed up here. Lisbon's... Uh, weren't we just on um, Madrid? Uh, Barcelona. Oh, my bad. Where are we at here? Then everything I just said might have been wrong. Might have been talking about a different show. No, you. I think that's what that was right. Okay. All right. So what's the next show? Yeah, Madrid is the next show. Okay. That's the Mad Cool Festival. Gotcha. I don't. I mean. Yeah. Now you were. I think you were looking at Barcelona because I was too. All right. <clears throat> now th- again, like this. Yeah, this. See, Madrid is like. Uh, there's not a. A lot of rarities, or you know, sure. Some well, great. I mean, there's some, there's some great shit there, but nothing, you know, that really. Nothing to write home about. Yeah. Um, July fourteenth, in Portugal, um, Jack White play rocking in the free world with them. Yep. Which will come um, back to another set list later. As far as yeah. Jack White goes. Yeah. Yeah. So then the, July um, 17th, that was the makeup show, right? Yes. Or not? Okay. London. Yeah. Yeah. July July 17th was the, the makeup show in London, um, which, you know, opened with Oceans. Then uh, second song, Nothing As It Seems. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I love it. Yeah. it's It's pretty cool. Because it's it is dark. a slower song, but it's not something you really see them open with. Right. So to see it in that spot, um, they played "You Are" again, one of my favorites, dedicated to Matt's daughter. Um, I was going to ask you when they're playing "You Are," are they like rolling tape for the the like weird drum machine guitar? Is that that's no no one's playing that right? Stone is really yeah. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure that they bring one of those um, sequencer things out with them. Oh, wow. Okay. And it's like part of his, it can be added into his signal chain unless they ha- okay, cool. unless they have some sort of mock-up plug-in type thing going on, which, yeah. which could be the case. I don't know, but yeah, yeah, it's not, they're not, they're not playing any tracks. Yeah. Okay, cool. I'd, I'd rather... They didn't. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> um, they played. They played Satan's Bed, mm-hmm. which is awesome. I love that song. I do too. And it's not one that they play real, real often. You know. I would have loved to have seen um, Encore One start with "I Won't Back Down" into Fatal. Yeah, Jesus. Yeah, Fatal. Woo. Um. But they, dude, they played Mankind into Whipping, into Lucan. Into rearview mirror to end the the main set. Hell yeah, that's pretty awesome. Yep, agreed. 
Um, and then they did a third encore of All Along the Watchtower. Was anyone out there with them? I don't think so. Cool. Not that not that I know of. All right, so let's get to the U.S. shows. But that would be quick. crazy. Yeah. yeah, no shit. Um, so Safeco, they did play Let Me Sleep. That's pretty cool. Yeah. The, the first Seattle show. I think it was the first Seattle show. They did what? Breath. They did the the white stripe. They did We're Going to Be Friends. Mm-hmm. Um, they did Again Today, the Brandy Carlisle cover they did. But this time Brandy came out and sang with them, which is super fucking yeah. cool. Because she's a badass. <laughs> and if I haven't said it before on this podcast, her newest record is like already one of my favorite records of the last few years for sure so check that out um was there anything else really big from the seattle shows that happened i mean they were just we talked about it at the time but man that that first show was was just kind of like rushed i think there was a lot of nerves going on probably for that show so it seemed like night two was was a lot better Hmm. just just more cohesive as a band. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, and I think Eddie was, there was a lot of talking going on in between the songs. I feel like I remember that. Yeah. 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 Well, and you know, um, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say night two, they played that Chris Cornell song called missing, Mm. which I think if I'm not mistaken, that was one of the songs that, Chris wrote four singles for the fake band for for Citizen Dick. Mm-hmm. So it, that's like super fucking inside baseball. <laughs> yeah, no played shit. that song. Yeah, right. You know, yep. Really cool fucking song. I never heard it before. I don't think I. But it, it, it really really fucking cool. Um. Yeah, kick out the jams with with Kim Thale again. Um, Search and Destroy, Sonic Reducer, with um, uh, Kim and Steve Turner and Mark Arm. Hell yeah. Those are Mudhoney guys, right? Yep. So what's next? What you got next? Uh, Masula. Yeah. Right? Let's see. Mm-hmm. Now, this was a weird show, because I remember when they announced these shows... Everyone was kind of like, oh, my God, Masula. Masula is going to be nuts. It's out in the middle of nowhere. It's Jeff's hometown. And, man, this this show was very festival kind of set list. The Mozilla show? Yeah. There was nothing really crazy about it. Which was weird um, because I thought that would be the show that got, like, I don't know, got a little bit crazy because it was Missoula. Right. That's what I'm saying. And, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. They, I don't know, dude. I mean, Encore 1 is B-Girl into Fatal into Imagine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, and yeah. It's not like they've never played those songs before. I'm not saying that, but that's kind of yeah. It's kind of weird, B-Girl into Fatal. Yeah. And they did, again, they've done this before, but, I mean, they did open with Pendulum. Yeah. Which, at least on these runs, I don't think they did that a whole lot. No, I think it happened so, once or twice in Europe, and that was it. They did get Pilot. 
Um, for some reason, that kind of sticks out to me. Again, yeah. it's not like they've never played it before, but not totally a normal song, I feel like, in their set list. Yeah. Down. But then, I mean, there was a lot of covers in this set. Mm-hmm. I mean, Know Your Rights, Rockin' the Free World, Throw Your Hatred Down, Imagine, um, a couple tags, both for Not For You and Daughter, had two different tags, back-to-back. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, at first glance, the set list doesn't look that 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 crazy, but um, still cool that they played there. Yeah. Jeff's Homeland. And I think we've talked enough about the next shows, but... I will yeah. just after our four and a half hour fucking episode on the whole thing, but I will right. say though I'm super fucking psyched that I got to see probably the only time the Evil Goat as or ever will be played live ever. Again. Yeah, no, yeah, that was that really was fun. fun as fuck. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I mean, thinking back on it now, I I I definitely just for personal reasons I love Night One more than Night Two. I don't know how you feel about it. Mm, there's something, even though all the shit that went down that night, there's still something. I, they're just very different set lists. I guess I'll just yeah. say that. But yeah. I, I do have kind of a pull towards night two though for some reason. Even though experience mm. wasn't as nice as night one, but yeah, interesting. Anyway, I mean they just so many fucking bangers right off the top. Just yeah, boom, boom, that boom, was boom, awesome. Boom. That was yeah, that awesome. was awesome. Yeah, but. Um, and then actually, you know, moving on to, to Boston though, like, yeah, I didn't really, let me look at this real quick. Cause I kind of felt like this was one, they're great set list, but not a whole lot of, there's not a whole lot Dude, of new it's, shit. It's so weird, or man, because shit. the, the, I don't know how you say it, but like sitting here looking at a set list mm-hmm. versus being at the show experiencing it yep. versus watching it on Facebook live right like you could take those three different groups and get so many different reactions yep you know what i mean sure it's crazy because i watched night 1 on facebook live boston night 1 and you know, from from my recliner here at home in Tennessee, you know, a thousand miles away. Right. It was fucking awesome. Hmm. Like it was it seemed like this show was so fucking great. You know? Yeah, yeah. I'm sure it was. But but I'm sure you could ask people that were there and be like, eh, it sucked. You know what I mean? <laughs> and it's like Yeah, it's all context. Or, I mean It's so weird. You know. It's so weird how it works like that. Sure. Because I just remember halfway through night one, just like freaking out, like, oh my God, this show is awesome. Sure. You know? Yeah. I believe it was. It's just, it's one of those, but to look, like you said, to look at the set list, it's like, there's nothing. Mm-hmm. And when I say nothing jumps out at me, there, there's a lot of my favorite songs on this set list, but yeah. they also play a lot of my favorite songs fairly often you know what i mean yeah you look at yeah. it and you don't have anything near like an evil little goat right you know well right yeah the, well they did i mean i would put out of my mind true up there yeah they open that second encore with that yeah it's not as rare as evil little goat 
Sure. But it's it's up there. Yeah. It's you know? true. Absolutely. They did play Blood in that first encore that first night, but Yeah. Um but I uh, love bringing looking, out What's that? Go ahead. Go ahead. Nothing. I was going to move on to the next night, but uh just that um that Buffalo Tom cover Taillights Fade mm-hmm. with with the singer Bill Janovitz. That's that's pretty cool. That was a cool moment. Yeah, man. Uh, you want to move on to the last night? The last show of yes. 2018? Yes. Um, let me, before I say what I'm about to say, mm-hmm. let me just double check. But yeah, there's n- not a whole lot that's really like, holy shit, they did that? Right. <laughs> you know? I guess yeah. maybe you or... You you kinda kind comes of comes out. Uh, yeah. That's kind of it, man. Yeah. Well, this was the show we got the Dirty Frank tease. That's true. That's true. <laughs> That's a pretty big deal. Yeah. Um. Again, it's, I don't mean that that it's a bad set list either. I just mean there's no, not a whole lot no, of... No, great show. I bet it was a great show. But. Great show. Again, I watched this one on Facebook also. Right. Good stuff. You know? Danny Clinch came out for a couple songs. That's pretty cool. They did Red Mosquito again, didn't they? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Arms Aloft, I fucking love that song. Come on. Love it. <laughs> well, I mean, that's a pretty good year for Pearl Jam, I would say, as far as the shows yeah. go. They fucking Oh, this was the show they played they played the original Immortality. Oh, that's right. Like the, the before the album came out version. <coughs> Excuse me. Which that was that was pretty fucking awesome. I forgot about that. That is a pretty big awesome. You're right. I stand corrected. Um, all right. Well, that's 2018, folks. Oh, we got one more thing. Oh, what do we got? (laughs) Oh, that's right. The the demise. (laughs) The demise. This just happened. Yeah. No more more singles, my friend. Yeah. They announced this week 10 Club is discontinuing the holiday single. And I knew as soon as I got this email notification that facebook was going to lose its fucking mind oh yeah i'm sure i can only imagine they they did and you know after reading all the fucking bullshit people were complaining and saying i'm like pearl jam does not deserve us (laughs) 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 people i agree bitching and moaning and yeah. crying and complaining like i told look if you're upset because you know this is a cool thing that you get every year that's one thing that's i totally get that and i'm not talking to you if that's why you're upset but the people just bitching about like you know they sh- they have to keep doing it like i can't believe they're not going to do this anymore like they don't owe you anything you know right and then people are like they haven't even sent one out in the last 2 years like what's the big <coughs> deal and then people bitching about well what are they going to do to make up for it cuz i'm not paying 40 dollars anymore right. if they're not going to give me something i'm just like holy shit and it's just comment after comment after comment like that right and i'm just like Oh, like it's a cool thing. It was a cool thing. I always liked getting them, you know, every year. 
And yeah, I'm kind of sad because no one likes change, but that's it. Like, that's that's it. Like, I'm still cool with paying for the membership to try and get in the ticket lottery and get a shirt and then get the download. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. That's it. Like, I'm not. <laughs> I don't know. People are just nuts. Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> you pretty well covered it. Okay. You got anything else to say about <laughs> the, the holidays? No, symbols? I mean, I feel the same way. It's like, you know, it is kind of an end of an era or whatever, but shit changes. And I don't know. Like, it's it's still, it's not the same as it was, you know, in the 90s, for example, or something. Like, yeah. And I'm not dogging it either, like, like that I thought it was bunch of bullshit coming in the mail or whatever that was great but i don't know i'm just not that i'll I'll freak out or not even freak out i'll be really upset when i find out that they aren't going to play anymore together yeah i'm not i just i don't know again not judging it if you do i just don't get upset about it could you that hit me the other day can you imagine facebook when they announce that they're done. Oh yeah, I'll have to let the shit. I'll the have shit to let. Show. Whenever that happens, I'll have to let you just, <laughs> you know, send the best oh. of little screenshots or something to I me because that'd be like drinking out of a water hose. I couldn't yeah, uh, or a fire hose. I, I couldn't even. I couldn't even <laughs> fucking handle that. What's going to go gonna down on Facebook? Such a nightmare. Yeah, but hopefully that won't happen for many. many uh, I think years. we're good, man. Um. I wonder why they decided to quit. I mean, I I have a few like you know thoughts. Like it's probably one of a couple of things. You know. Well, real but quick, what think, do you think of that? What, what, I mean, what's one of for, them? I one of them is like there's there's just not the content there anymore. Yep, you know, agree with that. Fifteen years ago, there wasn't. They weren't releasing every show, so they could cherry pick. You know, reach down from right. Pearl Jam 20. It's or... what you were saying earlier, and I think it was even said in an email, too. It's like, are they or they they put everything out now, right. Right. which yeah. is awesome. Yeah. I will take that over a Christmas single. Yes, yeah. I don't know. That's just me, though. Yeah. I love that but you can get the it all. one thing, is it, you would think, like, with the ex- the way vinyl is exploding again, you would think they would put something out. Yeah. Find something to put out, you know? Maybe, yeah. Because vinyl is making such a huge comeback. I wonder, I saw somebody make a suggestion that they should put out a vinyl, like a double LP of all the Christmas single releases. Man, I bet at some point they're going to do something exactly yeah. like that. There's, I yeah. don't know. Th- that's got to be coming soon. I mean, not soon necessarily, but at some point I would think. Um. All right. Well, happy fucking New Year, Brad. Yeah, man. Happy New Year. Happy New Year to all of you listening to the sound of our voices right now. We uh, really appreciate it. I know we say yeah, that a lot. 2018 was a crazy year, you know, for me, for us. Second year of the in podcast. Good, yeah, in a good way. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I just want to thank everybody who listens and writes in and if you don't write in and you just listen that's awesome too you know there's lots of podcasts i listen to that i would never think of writing into but 
I've never written into one before, ever. And I listen to tons <laughs> of podcasts. Um, even give money to some that I don't even write into. Yeah. But, um, yeah, thank you guys so much. I will say real quick, um, not again, like Isabella said, not to be cheesy, but um, <laughs> I think some of the most important stuff, like just to be completely transparent, like... Isn't stuff. Well... <laughs> Sorry. Did I just ruin your moment? Man, you know, some days, there's days where it's just like, oh, my God, I'm too tired to do this. Right? You definitely mm-hmm. have this. As much as I love this show or whatever, there's definitely days where it's like, fuck, I got so much going on or whatever. Yeah. And if yeah. it was just about, like, us talking about, like, authorities about Pearl Jam shit, then I would feel like that, and I probably wouldn't do it anymore. But the the kind of, like, way, and this is not us patting ourselves on the back. This is not what I'm saying. There's because of the people that listen to the show, there has been a kind of like sub community pulled together that yes, it's cool that we can make fun of each other about our differing opinions about songs or band members or whatever the fuck it is. Like just that fun nerdy shit. But there's been like legitimate like connections between people that never would have met before if this kind of like little community hadn't gotten together. And I just want to say that I'm super thankful for that. Thankful to be uh, a little part of that. And uh, it makes everything super, super worth it. So thank you guys very much for, um, I don't know, sharing yourselves with us and the other people that listen to this podcast. It's meant a lot to me. So thank you. Cheese rant over i totally agree and i love it hell yeah let's get out of here and come back in 2019 my friend yeah man you know what hmm. i'll see you next year yeah you dick <laughs> dadjoke.com until next year i'm brad lyons oh, yeah and i'm brad blazik saying i am the shoreline but you're the sea mm. peace later I said no. I'm dead. Ah, that was fine. Fuck yeah.